Attention listeners, ahead are spoilers. Hello, and welcome to The Movie Trap. Uh, my name is Russell Carlson, and with me as always, Chris Boroff. I love toboggans. <laughs> okay, and with me as always, Zach Powers. I refuse to do a Jamaican accent. Very, very, very <laughs> wise choice, um, because uh, you find yourself on The Movie Trap, where we, uh, one of the hosts you just met gets to pick a theme, and then each of the hosts picks a movie based on that theme. After we've watched all three movies, uh, we will then vote with an allocated amount of points, plus some bonus points we earn along the way uh, to decide which one was our favorite. Whichever movie wins the vote, that host gets to pick the next theme. And you find yourself at the beginning of that. We are at the end of my theme with sports movies with uh, Chris Boroff's pick of Cool Runnings in 1993 Disney uh, movie. Uh, so previously on the movie trap, we watched a league of their own Zach's pick. And, uh, before that we watched, uh, my pick of Slapshot, which is more or less pretty embarrassing. Uh, so before we get into cool runnings, let's get a quick rundown of the points for final voting. Uh, Chris Borth, you have one point with 11 points at final voting. And I'm I have one bonus point to give clothes. out. Yeah, yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. We uh, all we kept good to our word, you know. Uh -huh. Last yeah. episode, you made a pact to wear the same clothes, retain the same beard and hair length. Mm -hmm. uh, just it took fun. a lot of work. General it took a cleanliness. lot of work. You yep. should definitely tip yep. us because it took so much work. We all had reference pictures That's of ourselves true. at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. true. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, down to the minuscule level. Um, so, uh, anyway, uh, I have 11 points with one more bonus point to give out. And Zach Powers has a whopping 14 points Goodness. for final voting with one more bonus point to give out. So, all right, folks, it is literally the next year from A League of Their Own in 1993. And we are watching another true story, uh, this time in the Olympics. And it is 1993's Cool Runnings. Yeah, so Zach, <laughs> go ahead and strap on, get in that sled and let's rock and roll. Or uh, Rasta, whatever. I'm not good at Jamaican accent. Well, here we go. Uh, cool Runnings is a 1993 comedy sports film. It is directed by John Turtletap. It stars Leon Robinson, credited as simply Leon, Dougie Doug, uh, Raul D. Lewis, Malik Yoba, and John Candy and loosely is based on the true story of the Jamaican national bobsled team in the 1988 Winter Olympics. Uh, the movie uh, centers uh, begins in Jamaica, uh, where a uh, want wannabe uh, Olympic sprinter named uh, Doris Bannock uh, is training to do the 100 meters, um, but fails to qualify after he falls during uh, the qualifying race and knocks over himself and a fellow uh, hopeful named Yule Brenner. Um, he uh, vents his frustration to his friend, uh, Barrington Coolidge, who is played by Dougie Doug. Uh, no, 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 Barrington Coolidge, an elderly man uh, who uh, is sort of the Jamaican Olympic Association guy. And he notices that there is uh, an old photograph uh, of uh, his father um, with uh, another Olympic winner, who he learns is on the island and had a crazy idea once upon a time that perhaps uh, a sprinting contestant could be transitioned into an effective bobsledder uh, for the Winter Olympics. An idea so crazy it just might work. Despite not knowing what the hell bobsled is, Dries tracks down this, uh, this former Olympic gold winner, uh, whose name is Irv Blitzer and is played by John Candy. Um, who has become an old bookie uh, at some bar on the island. And he and his friend Sanka decide to pester him into allowing them to, uh, to train them to become uh, the first Jamaican bobsled team. Um, after a few days of pestering and one semi-inspiring speech about his former dreams or something, um, Irv agrees to take them on 
Uh, at which point they need to recruit a couple other uh, bobsledders. It's a four-man sport, as it turns out. Um, Irv uh, gets a lot of interest at the meeting. He shows them a video of horrible bobsled accidents set to goofy music, most which uh, washes out most of the uh, potential uh, potential volunteers. But uh, Yul Brenner shows up and uh, is willing to to give it a go, um, as well as um, a character named Junior, uh, a local rich boy who uh, has sort of run afoul of a couple of the other team members, most specifically Yule. So he's doing a trip during the tryout, so he's, you know, sort of persona non grata, but they have no other option. Um, uh, Junior, however, is able to finance the team because his daddy's a rich guy and he can, like, sort of sell his car and stuff to give them a little bit of money to get going. Um, the team is registered and they, uh, you know, start to do, you know, a training montage in the Jamaican Hills with sort of this old cart. Uh, Sanka is like this push cart driver. Uh, so he has this cart that they're using as a stand in bobsled in the Jamaican Hills. And uh, gradually, uh, you know, they get a little better. They manage to, get uh, get over to Calgary and Canada for the Olympics um, and have to adapt to both the freezing temperatures as well as uh, the sort of chilly reception they get from the other bobsled teams who think they are a joke or a mockery to the sport. Um, they begin to sort of see what other teams are doing and, and like uh, imitate them, including like using Swiss countdowns and things like that but gradually do get somewhat better. Um, there's a series of, uh, you know, uh, events where things like, uh, they slowly get better when, uh, get better friends. Yule says like his dream is to leave Jamaica and live in this beautiful home that turns out to be Buckingham palace. Uh, and while Sanka makes fun of him, junior is like, you shouldn't mock this guy's dreams. Yule, you do what you got to do to achieve what you got to achieve, etc. And then at a bar, they sort of uh, run afoul of an East German team, I believe. And uh, there's a bar fight and Yule and Therese become better friends yet again. Meanwhile, um, uh, Irv and uh, I said, let's say Yule and Junior become better friends. Meanwhile, Irv and Therese kind of have this growing relationship where Irv was kind of not into the team at first, but gradually is won over by Doris. Uh, Doris learns that uh, Irv cheated in the 72 Olympics by placing weights in his bobsled and is kind of not liked by a lot of the people in the committee. Um, eventually, they go to their qualifying match. Uh, oh, and Sanka is just like doing jokes. Sanka just jokes around the whole time. Um, they get to their qualifying match and they manage to beat the one minute time needed, but still receive a letter that they have been disqualified uh, because they've changed the rules so that the qualifying match no longer counts as an international match. And you need an international match to be in the Olympics. Irv goes to the council and makes a heartfelt speech and they rescind their ruling, allowing the Jamaicans to uh, play uh, in their first race. They kind of choke and are all over the place and don't do great. But um, they start to adapt their own style instead of aping what they see. They improve on their second day. And then on their final race, uh, their bobsled, uh, which is called Cool Runnings and is kind of an old beat up, put together, thrown together piece, uh, uh, has a problem. Like one of the blades detaches and the thing flips over and the team crashes, and in spite of that, uh, having all survived, they decide to carry their bobsled over the finish line, um, and while they don't win their coveted medal, they do earn the respect of the Olympic Committee and, indeed, the people watching back home, including their friends and family, including Junior's father, who is disapproving of Junior's, you know, frivolous lifestyle. Um... And the epilogue notes that they went on to compete in more Winter Olympics in the future. And that is the story of Cool Runnings. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, sure is a this movie. one, this one is a hard follow-up to a league of their own. Uh, a league of their own, I think, went a great distance to um, flesh out the characters and give us something Fun. to chew into. And they also dealt with uh, some of the social issues that were occurring with women at the time Ooh. and fun. Uh, yeah, th- they had fun in that one. Um, oh, I said pun because of a great distance. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But the it's ex- this movie's 90 minutes, uh, 98 minutes versus the 122 minutes of Slapshot and the 128 minutes of A League of Their Own. And not even having Hans Zimmerman back or Hans Zimmer back to do the uh, soundtrack uh, could help this one out because it didn't have yes. as much characterization did, and time did, to play uh, League it out. of their own as well yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah you know like it, i, I kind of you kind of have i i give this movie kind of a more of a pass than i probably normally would because i don't think i'm the audience for this movie like it, a league of their own was a family movie i mean slapshot definitely wasn't but like a league of their own is more or less a family movie this is more or less a kid's movie like i think this is a movie for kids uh, it's Disney, I would agree you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so I, I, I think that I, I'm able to kind of like let a lot of just sort of like the overwhelming corniness of this movie, like kind of just wash over me and, and, and get it with that way. But, uh, I, would say I understand this, what you're saying, Boris. This, this I would one say was this yeah. may be the most four kids film we've watched on the show. And, and I'm saying that also in a way yeah. of like, Technically, like Pixar films or like Paddington is for kids, but those movies are also for adults. This is, I think, very much primarily for kids in a way that we have not really, not really had on this show. I don't think. Yeah, I would agree I with mean, that. It's Bugsy definitely Malone slapstick. was kind of close. I guess Bugsy, you know, yeah. Bugsy Malone, Bugsy Malone was yeah. kind of close. Well, but, I mean, but the, the it, Bugsy it, it, Malone this... though, there was more of a mystery as to who that film was for. Like this one is clearly a children's ah! film. Um, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's just one of those things. It's, you know, it's a Disney movie. They aren't going to take really hard risks with it. They aren't going to talk about things that are serious or uh, downbeat. It's just going to be fun, having fun all the time. But just to put it all... You're not going to get deep into, like, racism. Yeah, I mean, that would be one thing. I'll say it very quickly at the start, and then we can go into the actual movie because I think it needs to be said. Uh, A lot of the characterizations are caricatures. They aren't fully fleshed out people. Um... This was written by two white people. Um, the director's a white guy who went on to direct The Meg. And much like The Queen's Gambit never deals with sexual harassment. And The National Treasure. Yeah. Uh, much like The Queen's Gambit doesn't deal with sexual harassment and it was written by a man. This one doesn't deal with racism outside of the one time that uh, uh, John Candy's character, Irv, yells, is it something because they're black? Uh, when interacting with the... Uh, committee the commission uh, yeah the commission for the olympics it's, but it's it's a it's not because line. they're black they don't really deal with it yeah it's because their their yeah. their performance might be embarrassing it's not it has nothing to do yeah. with race so but conveniently are, yeah and but their hearts are scenes, changed by his stirring yeah. speech one quick example like um there this is based off real people like dudley tall stokes yes. michael white very sure devin harris chris stokes who was actually a uh last minute replacement uh on that team because one of the people got injured but the characters in the movie have names like Yul Brenner and Sanka Coffee, which I don't know if you guys remember Sanka, but it was supposed to be the coffee alternative that no one liked in the 80s. I did so not that remember guy's, that. That guy's name is a straight up pun, and the other guy being called Yul Brenner was straight up, it's funny because he's from Jamaica and he's called Yul Brenner, who is the guy in Westworld. There we go. Well, let me say that... Uh... This is something that has in common with a league of their own. A league of their own mm-hmm. is based on a true story of a women's baseball league. The characters are not real people in a league of their own. They are pretty much made up. I think Tom Hanks's character is loosely based on somebody, um, but it has a different name. Yeah, he's like an amalgamation of like three different people. Like, yeah. and I think I think Dottie and Kit are. I mean, they were. I think they are too. But so um, this is yeah, like and, yeah. Ed Gein inspired the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. kind of. Yeah, 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 sort of. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but uh, uh, it, you know, it it 
it's true-ish story. And it's very like typical of Disney to do these kind of like sea biscuit and shit, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's these kind of you know, but it's also indicative of also the '90s, right? Like even sure. even the League of Their Own it has a little bit of it, where it's just like it's baseball, but they're women. It's bobsledding, but they're Jamaican. This Isn't is... that wild? You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's very indicative of that. I think this is a really complicated thing to talk about in some ways because at the time, Disney releasing a movie with black leads, like a bunch of black leads, actually was pretty forward thinking like how many times did that happen in the course of this is the early 90s in the 80s or the rest of the 90s how often did that happen probably extremely fleetingly Mm -hmm. so it's difficult you have to think like things in their context in the time and place they occurred could be big movements forward even if from our 2021 position this movie is not exactly the most shining beacon of uh yeah. racial equality or representation just, well just to be like real on it it's also leagues and leagues ahead of like song of the south like another sure. disney film it's like this film definitely these are like people they are caricatures but it honestly yeah. likes these people they aren't there yes. at the behest of someone else they're there to do their own thing and it's a sports movie yes it is not yeah. and, and mock also them for their color like they are they're broad and comedic characters but yeah, it's not mocking. Well, it's not I mean, laughing. It, it's well, I mean, you know, like the 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 snow thing was funny. My wife is particularly fond of that scene just because she relates, and mm-hmm. whenever she's cold, we'll put on ten thousand clothes at once. Um, mm-hmm. so she relates to that. But even that's like done in like a fast motion, like Bugs Bunny kind of way, you know. And yeah, it's yeah. it's you know even even this movie has the same problem as League of Their Own with uh, montage, right? You know, mm. like it's there there's there's this one probably more. Than, than League of Their Own. And this one's definitely more cartoony and, and sort of just like slapsticky. That's, that's, that, you know, again, like little kids laugh at. Like it's, it's, um, but I think there are commonalities also, between all three of our movies that we yeah, can talk about the, later. Very true. And I also, but also, I think also Disney had a much, much wider scope. Uh, as far as appeal for this movie. I mean, they originally wanted Denzel Washington. Oh, wow. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Denzel Washington played Doris, um, Eddie Murphy to play Coffee. And uh, uh, they were going to have, I think, Marlon Wayans and, and, and somebody else in there. So they, they had grand ambitions for this movie, but nobody wanted to do it for the budget that they were offering. Um, I kind of glad that they said no, um, because I think it would have been even more of a disaster if you had that much kind of cachet going in with these guys. Uh, part of what kind you know, of adds to the charm to these uh, performers, if, if any, is that you, you don't really know them. So you're kind of getting to know them. And, and that's sort of the, the charming aspect of it. And it's, it's, I mean, enough can't be said about John Candy. I think he's overwhelmingly the best part of the movie. Of course. Um, everybody loves John Candy. Yeah. Um, so it allows him to kind of be the temple and, and John Candy is a very giving actor. So like he, he allowing these kind of not really well-known Leon was like, is a hip hop guy. He's from brand Nubian. Um, you know, like, hmm. and I know him from Oz. Uh, um, and everybody knows Dougie Doug. He's a Disney staple. I think he was an operation uh, Dumbo drop or some shit. I think, um, I think, yeah. And then oh, I will say that's interesting. That thing about Denzel and Eddie Murphy and all that. Um, one of the contenders that could have been chosen for this round, actually, that made me think of, remember the Titans, a Disney mm. film that came out mm-hmm. how many years later? I don't know how many years later, but long time. I think that was in yeah, the two thousand. Two thousand four, two thousand five, I think something that like that. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Uh, yeah, oh, it was in. Am I right? It was in two thousand. It was in oh. the year two thousand. So I guess it was about seven years later. But you know, I think that movie. My girlfriend definitely has fond, fond remembrances of Remember the Titans. Um, I kind of remember it and I remember liking it. I remember spirit in the sky in it. This movie I also saw at some point in my childhood and vaguely remembered. Uh, did you guys see this before? I did. Seen it. I saw it when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah. When I was a kid, I think I remembered seeing this in like elementary school. Cause it was the safe pick. They were like, okay, it's a Disney movie. Uh, they hand out the cookies. I was in special ed, so they didn't want to really teach us and they didn't want to have anything too troublesome. So they're like, okay, special ed kids, here you go. Here's the cool runnings movie. Here's your juice. Here's Can't your do that. Nowadays, chips. this, this yeah. shit's CRT nowadays. Can't play it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that's why it, 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 yeah, I watched this movie when I was a kid. And even when I was a kid, I'm like, it was fun. You know, John Candy was funny. And even yeah. like the hijinks, I laughed, you know, the, the, the it, it was and, fun seeing you know. Malik Yoba in it. Yeah. Like he's gone on and he's a fairly uh, stacked character actor. He's done stuff. Peter Outerberg, or Outerbridge, who plays Joseph Gruel, who's the, uh, the evil uh, Swedish guy he's a character actor who's played in tons sure. of horror movies now and he's a lot of fun to see and stuff so it was neat to see him as a young man before he became kind of a more vincent price type but yeah uh i think that uh it, yeah the i will say this right off the bat the skill as actors among the lead is varied uh some of them are not so good and some are a little better i think malik yoba is the best of the bobsled team, uh, followed by the guy who plays Junior, possibly. But uh, Sanka, Dougie Doug, eh. I kind of didn't... Uh, I felt a little flat. And also, Doris, a little flat for me. I kind of like the I other agree. two. I, I liked Junior and... Yule a lot more yeah. in terms of their performances. I think I think the character arc for those two about one guy needing to come into his own and then having the other guy who was originally um, a bully to him sort of bully him into being more of an adult and being more proactive in his own life. Yes. That was an interesting change. I didn't expect that one coming. I would have expected, well, I mean, it's Disney, so I guess I did expect some sort of a warm ah. thing at the end, but in real life, I wouldn't have expected those two characters to have worked their differences out in quite that way. Yeah, yeah. and it's almost more interesting than the Sanka uh, Sanka Doris conflict that happens, just because Doris is like trying to take it seriously, and well, he's just basically cribbing off of what he thinks is success, which is just speaking Swiss, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Sanka but... is barely has barely. Sanka... Arc. He's yeah, of the right. four of them. He, he's mostly he just comic a... relief precisely he is a he's a tool right he's yeah. he's a device that is just to bring the funny and and i agree about Doris. like even the moments with like john candy like and john candy's like a pretty giving performer you know and and mm -hmm. kind of lets leon kind of take over but again leon he he was a hip-hop guy so like he's kind of you know coming up in a different viewpoint which is why i'm surprised he took this movie. I'm surprised that they didn't actually get like, you know, Jamaicans to play Jamaicans. Yeah. Everybody yeah, in this was either would... from New York or something like that. However, being in New York, they probably would have heard a lot of the Jamaican accents, which is a thing I got used to in New York percent. was like, wow, there's so many Jamaicans here. I didn't expect that. Um, Asians. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. So I thought that that probably was, a, and that's why it's, but for what it's worth, I mean, yeah, the script is very bland sure. and very, yeah. uh, you know, it's like almost by the numbers, right? You know, it's 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 a pretty, but there is enough charm, and I think the charm does come from Candy and and the performances from some of them. But really, it's Candy. I think Candy kind of is the tip of the spear for this. I mean, he's obviously the the box office draw, sure, um, and that's why I can't imagine like Eddie Murphy or Denzel Washington. Like, I just I think it would have made this movie that much more of a disaster. Really. Yeah. I think it well, I mean, been, there's I think a it would have been a mess. I have a question on this one for you guys, and it's based off the last movie we watched, because we watched um, A League of Their Own previously. Mm -hmm. And in that, we were talking about uh, character moments um, uh, that become nailed and clear through sports events. Um, it sounds, in the end, they start doing a, a roughly Jamaican chant, uh, and they appear to have embraced more of their uh, Jamaican culture but I'm not quite sure what did you guys feel about that? Cause to me, it didn't feel like um, it was so much about being Jamaican as much as being like a proxy for America. Cause there was a lot of like team I working guess. together stuff. Yeah. It seemed weird. It didn't yeah. seem like there was a lot of actual cultural well, stuff and it was mostly just the, the downside. things you see. This is, yeah, uh, obviously this is an underdog story. They don't want to go into the sort of, dirty or heavier work of dealing with like race racism like the kind of things that maybe could have been like really poignant point like mostly it's like oh these guys would be embarrass us it has nothing to do with race the problem with that is that the conclusion is also neutered by the fact that the stakes can't go that high earlier on right so it's mostly just like oh they're mildly bullied just because it's like oh you guys it's like 
shouldn't be here because you just haven't done this before. Like, that's not really as compelling as, like, these people are prejudiced against us and we've yeah. earned, changed their mind or earned their respects. As much as that can be a very cliched or poorly yeah. done storyline, the stakes feel more real. They feel more social. And if you're not going to play in the dirty stuff, it's going to affect how high your climax could rise. Yeah, like they vaguely mention the guy as the Rastafarian, but they don't really go into what that means. They're just like Rasta. And I think there's one throwaway joke about what are you smoking? And he's like, I'm not smoking. I'm just breathing. I'm breathing. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is that, funny. I mean, like, it's like, ha ha, You know, like it's 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 safe. You know, this movie play is the definition of playing it safe. Yes. Um, you know, like it, it and in and, and most sports movies, you know, like you like it, it it seems to me that you know you're like baseball to kind of you're, you're putting the ball up right and it's whether or not they're going to swing it you know and that's kind of what this does in most sports movies um i i mean i don't know enough about bobsledding to uh give a shit but yeah, i don't know either um you know <laughs> seems like, dangerous I, 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 seems scary i, yeah, I wouldn't right. do it and and there is there and 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 there is nothing i loathe more than the international olympic committee <laughs> that is yeah imagine uh nothing uh, uh, yeah, yeah imagine the nfl the third reich uh, but even forget about it uh, oh no <laughs> the uh, international. Uh, uh, why why oh you mean uh, the ioc uh, the patron of the third reich that that ioc that international olympic committee anyway um that yeah um so i'm not a big olympic fan i only like the the hockey bit of it that's the only team i literally only tuned into the winter olympics just to watch hockey and i'm annoyed that i have to sit through curling or some shit um but like with bobsledding when i remember watching this movie thinking that like i kind of want to do that that looks like a lot of fun <laughs> like i think that would be a lot a lot of fun and then they show the crash um you know even like the goofy montage that john candy shows at the beginning didn't really scare me but that crash scared me that crash oh, like, Ooh, that, and, and they actually, they, they filmed they that actually well. used the footage they, they actually used well. the actual footage and i think that that served to add to its sort of nastiness and that's you know when you have a movie that's playing it safe so much and then that crash happens and it's so it's, and you it's see their rapid. heads like yeah. against yeah. the ice yeah, yeah very, like, very very I, very I, I was gonna say that the headshot is what got me because there's like uh, another movie, uh, Aquaman, very different genre. There's one shot in that movie that disturbs the hell out of me, and it's um, I can't remember the character's name. But Aquaman? He's... No, Aqu no, the other, <laughs> the the, the non-Aquaman, the the other guy, the uh, the guy with bug eyes. Anyway, what happens Black is he gets something. Oh, Black Manta. Black Manta. He gets something around his neck, and he gets thrown off a cliff. And they have this one close-up shot that looks like a, a snorri cam, where it's just his head banging. And, uh, you know, it's all CGI nonsense, but it's still one of the more disturbing sequences because something about someone's head impacting things, no matter what the situation is, you still go, oh, that looks painful. And in this one, they really made it look painful. I thought one of those guys broke their necks for a second. Oh, man. I, you I'm know, surprised sled, they lived. I feel like there was even semi-recently with, I mean, you know, Olympic fatalities are rare, but I think there was a bobsled death not that long ago. Like it happens from time to time. I think it was I think, like the, the the luge. I think yeah, maybe it was, it was the, luge. the luge. Okay. Yeah. Um. And and yeah. I mean, it's that's that like it it it. So with that respect, I'll give it credit. Like it, that was an effective climax when they're and and shocking. I remember when I was little, it scared the shit out of me. I'm like, and, well, and I'm, I'm to always, be fair, I'm second to roller coasters. In terms of historical accuracy, I'll say this. Um, I looked it up a little bit. Real story. This team got there. They were not harassed or bullied people were the other teams were very supportive of them and in fact lent them parts for their bobsled to you know help them out they did crash uh, and not finish the race in their final race uh, that that part's true so but it wasn't due no to one mechanical died. failure like i said they used the actual footage no it was because they were going too fast yeah and also it's not apparently illegal to wait your bobsled in fact it's a good idea you should um to prevent stuff like this um interesting you know like that's it yeah apparently that's not illegal so there's a lot of stuff that they just kind of shoehorn much like a league of their own right where they kind of add like the underdog plucky underdog story to kind of 
make it more movable movie like right like because again the league and the league of their own was pretty successful right off the bat everybody was really happy it was a commercial yeah, success. They were having a good time. so yeah. but it's much more interesting that's not an interesting movie you know like oh i did it and i win yay you know like that's not that's not interesting so to make it you've got to have to raise the stakes for them and and this movie very much does that and yeah. but even and that's why it, it thinking about it now it kind of doesn't make any sense why everybody would be so off-putting that another country wants to participate in your sport i mean like you're it's yeah, you, you really drawing them yeah. in with the bobsleds huh you you think that that's you know you think you want to widen your you want to broaden the fan base it sure. had to be an underdog story it had to be fish out of water and they had to have a villain to make the second and third act click uh, uh otherwise it wouldn't have happened it just would have been a sad story where people they would have had to have engaged the characters as real people to build to an actual ending for that to work properly one thing I'll I'm say about give this you movie. A point, buddy. Go ahead. Oh well, I was. I gonna... I, I, I can sense like a, a Goodwill Hunting rage in watching this movie. I'm there, say... There's a simmering, uh, simmering frustration I can I, sense I, I, in this movie. I'll say a couple things real quick. One, gotta give this movie credit for something. Honest to God, fully played straight slow clap at the end. Mm-hmm. How often do you see the <laughs> like the it. real the real played yeah. straight slow clap? Oh man, feels oh, so God. good. Not a joke. <laughs> love it. I uh, love that. I, mean, I agree. It is a classic scene because after the crash, they have to walk across the finish line with their bobsled. That really shot of one guy, the angry yeah. Swedish guy, I think, in the crowd. Yeah, and he's right. just like, Das ist all right. Oh, my hands clap against my will. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, but uh, I want to give. I was going to say, uh, yeah. Russell, you just gave Chris a point. Uh, this is circling back. I was also going to give Chris a point because we mentioned last time, League of Their Own, great hangover movie. Chris mentioned something that I think is so true about this movie. This is your teacher is hungover movie. That is what this movie is. 100%. 100%. 100%. Your teacher came into work. He had fucking too much mar- too many margaritas the night before. He's playing fucking cool runnings, my man. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. That's what this movie is. Because that's a joke, I have to give you the point, Zach. That's how that works. <laughs> you can't uh, give me the point because I teed you up. I have to give you this point. So yes, you have one more point from me, Zach, and I am out of points now. Everybody's out of points now. We're all out of We're points. We're all out of points. <laughs> We're all out of points. Um Yeah, that's that that is too good. Um yeah, and I think that uh because this movie just kind of plays it safe. It, it kind of knows what it is. I don't think it's trying to be yeah. any, I mean, that's why it, it, you could tell like reading about them with the original scope that Disney had in mind. I mean, you, you think they probably wanted it to be a bit better than this, you know, cause if they're going to approach, you know, if you're going to sure. try to make this work with like big names, Denzel, like even man. at the time, Denzel and Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy. Um, yeah. You know, this like was that, after Malcolm X, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That uh, would have yes. been a heavy movie. Yeah, no kidding. You know, and that's why, you know, this this movie didn't have to play it that safe. It could have, you know, it could have taken the movie in different directions, but it just chose to just be by the numbers and just kind of keep well, in its track. I mean, some of that probably also leads to the director they picked um, because of the sort of yep. content that he did previously. Like, this is a guy who directed Three Ninjas. Uh, after this, like two years later, he does While You Were Sleeping, the John Travolta movie phenomenon eventually gets to the kid, another Disney movie does national treasure, national treasure book of secrets, and most recently the Meg. So this is a guy who essentially gets hired, does fine work, does uh, definitely yeah, does the job on investment. Yeah. yeah. You need somebody to direct your Midland script. John Turtletob is yeah. there to mm-hmm. do it adequately. That's right. He it is competent and <laughs> I mean and on to time. be to um, be real, these movies are also starting to disappear like mid-tier uh, budgets. Like you either have like yeah. Netflix doing like ultra expensive or you have TV and you don't really have the mid-tier films anymore cuz they just kind of get thrown on streaming and they disappear and there's not as much return right. on those as there used to be. So this is something that is kind of rare now. Yeah, yeah, you rarely, yeah. I mean, it, nowadays it seems like even like kind of mega blockbusters like or like mega movies 
Like even if I go back to like 1917 or whatever, you know, like that's a big, big movie, you know, well, like, like his, they don't yeah. do yeah, yeah, yeah. when you do movies like this anymore. It's, it's, it's gigantic, you know, yeah. and this, I, I kind of, I kind yeah. of long for this kind of scale of movie where it's just kind of, you're right, you know, capsule sized, you know, mm-hmm. I think, I think if this movie were made today, it would go one of two ways. It would go the way that they originally envisioned it with like Denzel and like, Big, big names. Now it wouldn't be Denzel. He's too old unless he played the John Candy part. Yeah, Um, Key and Peele. Yeah, like, but, or like maybe some upcoming, like Michael B. Jordan is one of the. Yeah, or or, uh, Major Jonathan Something like that. And and there would be like a real, like, and they would go there. Like they would go there for like the racism and like the, you know, all that shit. Or it would be way worse than this movie. It would be a Netflix dump that happened in some random weekend that you maybe read one article about and almost no one saw and was bottom of the barrel bad and would have been so much worse than this movie, which at least has some effort and heart behind it. I, I know we're like not the biggest fans of this and I will say I wasn't offended by anything in this movie. It's just like nothing, no no great shakes. Like even Slapshot had more like genuinely like, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I think it would be either much, much more prestige Oscar bait or so much worse nowadays. And it's or it would just be a TV show. It would be Maybe. Ted Lasso. It'd be something sure. like that. Yeah, I, I, I think that. I mean, wouldn't it make a better documentary? Like, wouldn't you rather like get to probably wouldn't, it make a, wouldn't that be a better story? I think sometimes probably you know because that's that's where I cut my teeth is doing like maybe I'm just kind of biased because I kind of cut my teeth in sports documentaries I mean, and stuff. Um, I think it would, but you definitely have a point there. But I think the problem with this is that it it also was cherry picking uh, this story because there were uh, previous island nations that were engaged in uh, bobsledding. Even when this bobsled thing was happening, there was a two-man team that they didn't mention in this movie at all. Um, So I think that there definitely would be room for a documentary, but it would need to be like a lot deeper and a lot more involved in the culture and how these people came to wanting to do this and, you know, why someone from Jamaica wanted to be on a bobsled team. Right. Well, and that's why documentaries allow that that space. You know, yeah. they can allow that that scope without a budget or b uh, dragging down the narrative. Um, you know, this movie is is very concentrated on getting to the end. <laughs> like this movie is laser focused on like we're gonna get through this. We'll sure. throw in some jokes to to make it worth the price of admission. But like it is it is full speed ahead towards like what yeah. the you know mm-hmm. it doesn't. You know, yeah. I mean it. it I, I kind of agree with you though, Borf. I mean, it did feel longer <laughs> than the other two movies, even though that yeah. this one wasn't. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I, even Slapshot, like it, as uh, as gross as it is, um, there. It, 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 maybe it's just because both League of Their Own and Slapshot are are more team sports, and I don't really understand that team dynamic in bobsledding, other than they just all ride in the same car, um, but in league of their own and Slapshot, they are allowed these kind of vignettes into these side characters and sure. are allowed some version of characterization, even if it's as shallow as Slapshot or even as deep as, as a league of their own. Um, this movie, you don't really get that in anybody except for Irv and maybe Darice. And that's kind of it. Like you, you, you get, you get the, 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 the B story between uh junior and Yule Brenner is the most characterization you get out of anybody. And it's honestly, in my opinion, the best. I mean, I, I think, I, I think John Candy, I want to ask you guys this. So in sports movies, uh, don't, do you guys think that the coaches is the best part? Like th- that to play? Like, I think that it seems like in every it's... movie we've watched, like the, the highlight of the movie is who's ever the coach. Circumstantially, sometimes uh, I think often that's the case. I think that that's uh, what you just said is debatable in the case of a league of their own. Um, I think you could make a fair argument that the Gina Davis, Lori Petty characters are like kind of the star of that show, even though Hanks does like obviously a, a, a really memorable performance, but. Well, uh, I mean, if you, if we're taking it as just generalities, uh, coaches usually get the best speeches in these movies because right. they get to big the, right. the hoorah speech at the end um if coach taylor mess, being like yeah ain't nothing like eyes, football yeah 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 clear or, eyes or, or, 
or it's an example of someone like cleaning up their act after like being disgraced so it's a disgraced warrior coming back to the battlefield now clear and not as so or more sober than he was previously and things like that so in this case it's you know this guy is like obviously been an outcast and blacklisted because of the terrible things he did against the committee by putting weights in his sled so when the end comes and the guys gracefully lose as opposed to winning at any cost, it's like, okay, that's redeeming for that character. Um, I mean, fun, I would say probably fun. They probably have fun playing the coach if the coach is a mess. It's sort of like bad Santa because the coach generally gets sure. to say sure. bad things, do bad things. He's an authority figure. So an authority yeah. figure doing Fucking something Walter bad. Walter Matthau and Bad News Bears. Who's yeah. like sure. Um, I mean, I mean, you could even go Rocky, right? You know, mm. like it, like, or, or, or I brought up Cinderella Man in the last episode, but like, yeah, I think that, that they, they kind of, yeah, or, yeah, or Million Dollar Baby. Or I hell, that, uh, in the new Rocky movies, uh, what are they called? The ones Michael B. Jordan. Creed. 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 Yeah. Stallone is that character now. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's, that's, you know, and then, you know, uh, I mean, obviously it, it, uh, you're right, Zach, that it depends on the circumstance because of who kind of the main character is. I, I didn't mean that like, uh, you know, Tom Hanks is not the main character of a league of their own, but he's a crucial character and honestly has the best parts. Um, but in the case of Slapshot, like Paul Newman is the character. He is the main character. Or if you think of a movie like the Kurt Russell miracle movie, he's the coach is the main character or like uh, any given Sunday or whatever. Like Al Pacino yeah. is the, the main guy. Um, and it, it probably so. depends. We talked about the different sports in film last time. I'll bet this is dependent on sport. Like I'll bet, for instance, I feel like a basketball movie is going to have a player be more often the focus well, and indeed in a baseball movie it's easier to make a player the focus like that uh robert redford movie right he's a player in that yeah uh one one key example that just dawned on me and i only know about this movie because i'm from indiana uh hoosiers but that's because that coach is a goddamn mess yep. <laughs> yep very true that i was surprised I, I i'm not shocked you didn't choose that movie more just because of your you know like who's your, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, someone, someone gave me a strong suggestion for Cool Runnings, and it got me excited for a memory. And I think my memory might have been the Cheez-Its that I was eating I, at the time when I was a child <laughs> watching this movie. Was, there was, I, I, I don't, you know, there was a little bit of like, I kind of remember this. Like, I, I, I remembered yeah. seeing it in a friend's home. Like, I remember being in this childhood friend's home yeah. watching this movie while we watched this, and I was like. Yeah, I haven't really yeah. thought about that place in many years, like that kind of thing, which is nice. Um, yeah, the, the Halo it's not effect. Yeah, right. It's not necessarily uh, any praise for the movie, but I also don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's a full-on bad movie. No, um, it's fine. Yeah, and even when I when I when I broached this topic of what we were watching uh, with one of my coworkers, he kind of made a grimace about it, and I said like, well, you know, like, look, I I saw it when I was a kid, so maybe I got inoculated. You know, and so now I'm like, the, I, the, I've got enough antibodies in me to kind of let the, the, the cheesy factor just kind of like, okay, it's, it is what it is. Um, you know, it, it, it's funny that, uh, you know, this movie kind of still has some sort of legacy. I mean, like they, people still remember cool runnings and talk about cool runnings as like a thing. Um, yeah. it I is funny one... how it's, it's, how it's still kind of stood out still. It's, it's strange. This one's a little more. You know, there's nostalgic movies that hold up and ones that don't. And I think this one's a little, little more on the Space Jam end of the spectrum, yeah, mostly. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, and and it's not that it doesn't make it. I mean, it's not bad. It's no, it's just not bad. that like it didn't have. It's the just effect. nothing special. It doesn't have the effect that it's just that it's trying to go for right. on me, and it's trying really hard. But it's like I said, as I said at the beginning, I am not the audience for this movie anymore. No, you know, yeah, like yeah. I I am not the audience for this movie anymore. So I kind of have to let that go but also seeing it as a kid i think when you see things as a kid that you're able to kind of like the the not just the nostalgia factor but you're you're remembering laughing at something you know and you're like oh that was okay i remember that you know like and and again i i think enough can't be said about john candy what a mensch yes. uh that guy it's was good to, uh, like mm -hmm. it's 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 good to watch him kind of play a role like this it's kind of fun to kind of see him like because he's usually like kind of a lovable dope most of the time um for this one kind of be like a, a haggard uh you know mess of a of a con man 
uh it was fun and and you you missed the guy the guy was was amazing yeah um you know especially like a guy his size i'm always impressed with like um larger set uh actors who could move gracefully like like candy did and again enough can't be said about john candy and it's a shame because he he died almost like like right after this yeah that's yeah Yeah. everybody loves john candy he's he's you know never heard a bad word about the guy and he's always even in sort of middle of the road mediocre stuff like this i think he's really a a charming presence like you gotta love him he's like he's your fucking midwestern uncle but the one you like like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Seeing him he, in it, that was one of the main reasons I was thinking so fondly of it because I remember John Candy, and I just remembered how much I liked John Candy, and he's still very solid in this. Like he's always nice to yeah. see in movies, even in his bad movies, like sure. you guys said. He he can't have, like we okay. So we've watched three movies that feature a coach or coach figure that's sort of a washed up has been alcoholic. They don't say alcoholic in this movie because it's for kids, but. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but John Candy, and it's appropriate, I guess, because this is a kid's movie. You're not going to, I, John Candy can't have that hard edge. Like he just doesn't have it in his body. I don't think <laughs> not really. Oh, no. no, I mean, he's a, yeah, man. I mean, like, it, I think it's, it, that's why it's fun to kind of see him try to play against type a little bit in this movie, you know, kind of, you know, whacking at him with pool sticks and shit and, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, but it, it, it's fun to sort of let it see him kind of do his thing. And, yeah. and again, um, even, even in his classics, he, he's such a, he, he's so fun to watch him work off of other people. I mean, my favorite's always going to be playing strains and automobiles. Cause that movie, like him and Steve Martin are quite a pair. Um, and, and tis the season for it. Not indeed. When you're listening listeners yeah, when we're recording right. this. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying so, to think yeah. if he ever did a film in which he was a villain or scary. Um, about as close as I can think would be nothing but trouble where he plays the sister. <laughs> that's true. God. He was in JFK. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. He was kind of scary in JFK. Everybody was in that fucking movie. Everybody was in that movie. Name a person. Oh. They're probably fucking in it. Um, Never seen. Kind of don't want to see. I don't like Oliver Stone and I don't like conspiracy theories. I think they right. ruined and- the fucking yeah. country. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> and that movie will not uh, not avail you of that. And it's also four hours long. Um, mm. So it, it's, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. It, and that's why I think that um, when you do a, a kid's movie like this, you kind of need a, a John Candy type of guy to kind of be the, the anchor. Because that's what I remember was just John Candy. I, I thought Sanka when I was a kid was a little They're funny. Just... I thought he was funny, you know, but like. Real quick. Back into the left is such a stupid argument because you can see the entry and exit wounds on a body and one is larger than the other and you can tell the direction a bullet fucking came from. Back into the left is so useless as a piece of information. Fucking look at the body. You can tell. I agree, Zach. We need to reopen the case into John Candy's death. It is unacceptable (laughs) that we have accepted this conspiracy for this long. That's right. (laughs) Oh boy! All right. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. I mean, like he, he's, <laughs> yeah. I, but even even his little bit in JFK, he's very good. He plays like this kind of um, like New Orleans sleazy lawyer. Mm. Um, so he's kind of playing to that type, being uh, or Blitzer, where he's kind of this washed up has been. Um, except he's not in JFK, but whatever. Um, yeah, JFK sucks. Um, but like I, I think that um, Cool Runnings, you know it when you talk about sports movies, racing movies are very easy and digestible to film anything with racing. The problem with bobsledding is you're racing against a clock, you know, you're racing on a, you're racing against a clock and that's not really interesting to watch, you know, like you're, you don't get that kind of like give and take of, are they going to make it? Are they not going to make it? You know, like, and that's, that's, I think that's why team on the field with you. Right. Yeah. There, the, there, the event the other... itself happens in about a minute. So it's right. not like yeah. they have that's... to do fake extension of time all the time for it to work. 
that is that to me is the craziest part about the olympics uh especially with like when you think about like sprinters and stuff like that these people train their whole lives and spend a lot of money and do a lot of things to their body for this moment and it's over in like 10 seconds that's it you know that, that, that and that i and i, I can't imagine short as possible <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah and that's why it, it it's just it's wild to me and that's why it's kind of it's racing itself when you're doing the kind of nose to nose thing that's that's a little bit more interesting to to mm -hmm. watch and film it's hard to do it when you're just watching a clock you yeah, know it's, we, it's well it's even kinda, think kinda about difficult. uh fucking car races as a genre of sports movie yeah hey if you guys had chosen cars at least they're the athletes you yeah. know at least they're Days actually doing the racing yeah, okay, yeah well whatever or ford versus fiari or whatever uh, Ferrari. It's a popular Ferrari. car brand. Yeah. <laughs> Ferrari. Uh, Ferrari. Uh, Ray Ferrero. Anyway. Um, cool. Well, uh, guys, have we cooled running uh, out? Yeah, is there anything else cool you guys want to talk about this? No, let's uh, sucker on ice. Yeah, I'll say briefly. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I do think it's fascinating. We watched three movies with salty, washed out coaches that have like sort of a vignette middle and then end with the team losing uh it's and they're all sports comedies maybe all sports comedies are the same fucking movie bad news bears i feel like is the same fucking way uh so we just watched yeah we didn't even watch sports movies like we didn't watch like mystery alaska they lose in that one too we didn't watch a like lot a lot of field these of dreams he loses in rocky sports, yeah we didn't watch like rocky and then a sports comedy and then like uh i don't know um some other sports fucking Ford versus Ferrari dance. or cars or something. <laughs> yeah. We watched three right. yeah. extremely similar movies in many regards. And I think that's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you've got a point there, Zach, maybe, maybe sports comedies. Cause I even think of like, and, and, and again, it's kind of what I brought up earlier, you know, like sports comedies are usually have the same bit. Slapshot's a bit different, but it's usually, it's a regular sport, but they're women playing it. It's a regular I, sport, but it's a little kid. It's a regular I, sport, but they're Jamaicans, you know, yeah. like it is even, kind of always the same shtick. Even um, in, and, and it's a ragtag team, of course it has to be. Right. But, yeah, um, yeah. and then in, but I do think, I mean, sometimes they win in, in dodgeball, they win. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Sometimes they do win. I mean, and I, I, I kind of, it kind of depends. I mean, like, you know, but even like, even like Kingpin, you know, which is more or less a spoof of sports comedies. Sure. Uh, it, it pretty much follows the same, uh, same pattern. Uh, so I guess that, that I, I'll go with my final thoughts on it. Cause this is movie. This movie is so in the lines nothing outside the lines everything's by the numbers you pretty much just fill in the blank and you know hijink here hijink there what have you they're basically cartoon characters um because it's it's a disney movie i mean it's very much a disney movie right. um so because of that like the the cheese factor is way off the charts like it is so corny and cheesy um it is balanced only by I would say, I mean, Zach's kind of right that a lot of the, the side characters aren't all that great or compelling, but I think John Candy kind of drags them all along and, and it's elevated by that. And it's not without its charm, but uh, it is, it's a movie for a different audience. And uh, I recognize that. So I'm surprised you chose it for if really I am. Interesting. Uh, yeah, hi, Zach, why don't you give me your final uh, thoughts? We'll let Bora um, land out. We'll... So uh, my uh, thoughts are, yeah, it's very similar. This is a, by the numbers movie and by a director who is very much like a journeyman, like get the job done kind of guy. Um, I don't think, you know, this, this movie's not great. It's not terrible. Like if you have kids and you want to watch something like, or are a hungover teacher, indeed. Um, this is not going to be like, uh, the biggest chore in the world to get through. Like so much in children's entertainment is it's going to be, a passable way, you know, to, to get through the time. If you can't watch anything a little bit more adult, um, which is fine. And, and movies like that have a place, but it's also not really anything spectacular. It's nothing to write home about. No one goes into like work the next day. and is like, I saw the best movie last night. It's called cool runnings. It's, no, it's, it's just fine. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I feel the same. Uh, this movie is very tame. Uh, it's uh, you're not going to have anything that'll really rattle you in this. Um, 
about the only thing that might rattle people is the Jamaican caricatures uh, because of the many issues that Jamaica's having right now. Um, but beyond that, you're never going to get that deep in a Disney movie. Um, and it's fine. Um, I probably should have picked a different movie since I mentioned uh, a variety of movies. Uh, good ones I would suggest are Hoosier or um, Breaking Away, which are two Indiana-based uh, uh, sports films that I remember fondly. I uh, haven't seen them in a long time. But all that said, perfectly fine. It was nice seeing um, all African-American leads in a film sure. uh, from that time period. Uh, it was always, it's always great to see John Candy again. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, I don't have any issues with John Turtletub. I think uh, he's fine. Hey. He definitely return on investment. Go for it, man. Do sure. your job. There, get a there, good paycheck. there is something to be said about efficient competency. You know, yeah. there is something true, to be said. About true journeyman directors, both of, of film and of television. I think like those guys work their asses off. They do different tones and different projects of all kinds. And they're always like, I can make this work. It's not going to be fucking Scorsese, but I can do it. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. That and they don't get a lot of praise. And I think I think there is some real skill in that. For sure. Alrighty, gentlemen, it's voting time. But before we do, let's get a rundown of your points, shall we? Uh, we uh, all shot our wands, uh, so we have no bonus points. So, uh, Chris Bora, you have 12 points for final voting. Mm. I have 11 points for final voting, and Zach Powers has 15 points for final Goodness. voting. Goodness. He can't get it up. Yeah. So Chris got two points, one for me for the 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 simmering rage that this movie invoked in Pora. It was <laughs> worth it for me. Um, got a point from Zach about the teacher story about the hungover teacher, and Chris gave Zach his last point for making that hungover teacher joke. Okay. So uh, it's voting time, and I should say we're going to pick a theme after this, but. We do have a little surprise for you at the end of this a episode. special present. Yes, uh, indeed. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you'll you'll notice uh, the it's it's the giving season here mm -hmm. at, uh, at the movie trap. Alrighty, so uh, but we'll get to that in a bit. So let's talk about Slapshot. Chris Borth, what do you got for Slapshot? For Slapshot, I gave it a three, and that's supposed to be a hockey puck. I'm not much of a drawer. Oh, hey, like that's good. Extra that's effort, that's actually. That's really nice. I'll do that's that next bad. time. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I'll try to make dedicated cards to entertain <laughs> the, the um, listeners. I gave Slapshot. <laughs> I gave Slapshot a three too. Um, yeah, it's. It, I I almost like that movie out of duty <laughs> of being a hockey fan. So, and Paul Newman. Sure. I have more to work with, but I did give it. I gave it a five. Uh, I think there's stuff to enjoy about that movie, you know. Okay. So that gives Slapshot 11 points. So, uh, Chris Borif, what do you got for A League of Their Own? I gave A League of Their Own seven. Seven. And that's a baseball. Another solid baseball, buddy. That's solid. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, <laughs> I, I gave League of Their Own a five. Um, you know, there's literally probably nothing wrong with that movie. No. Yes, I also gave it a seven. A seven for League okay. of Their Own. We know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That has a whopping 19 points for a League of Their Own. Goodness. And just because we came all this way, let's go ahead and do Cool Runnings, even though I think we know we will... where this is going. Uh, Chris Borup, mm -hmm. what did you give Cool Runnings? Helping Cool Runnings walk across the finish line, I gave it a two. Hmm. Those are supposed to be dudes in a toboggan. I, am... I, I got it. I, I we, we got it. You did good. You did real good. Uh, <laughs> you, I did, you did good, kid. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You got. You, you didn't so, win, you you didn't win the, the big game, but you did good. Right. You gave it your all. Yeah, you lost today, kid. But that doesn't mean you have to like it. Uh, I gave Cool Runnings a three. I also gave Cool Runnings a three. Okay. Well, that was a pretty much runaway with uh, Cool Runnings getting, with uh, League of Their Own getting uh, 19 points and uh, Cool Runnings only getting a measly nine. So, uh, Zach Powers, that puts you Eight, in I charge believe you'll of find the movie track. Cool Runnings, Scott. Um, three, oh, yeah, three, three, two. Um, yep, I can't do math. Uh, regardless, <laughs> uh, uh, 
I have an interesting idea for a theme this time. I, I think this one's a fun one. So when we first did the film concussion many years ago, uh, the situation was, Chris, you were living out there in California, right? Russell, you were out in New York City. I was, of course, in Denver. Now we have the movie trap and the situation has changed. Chris, you're still in the same place. And Russell, you've moved back to Denver, but I'm in Chicago, which means we have representatives for the three biggest cities in the United States here. And I think we each have to represent our given city. So for me, it's Chicago. For Chris, it's LA. And for Russell, it's going to be NYC. You got to pick a movie about your city that involve, or, or that takes place in your city or whatever. And we're going to fight the three cities, the three, the three big cities of the United States. That's my oh theme. Oh my God. That is a challenging theme, my buddy. I am so excited. I am so very I'm, excited. I'm going first with Chicago. Uh, now I'm going to pick Chicago. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it. I thought about it. But you know me, I like to watch things I've never seen before. Things that I think are, might be interesting. Maybe this is a bad choice, but Hey, I just went around. If I throw it, I throw it. I thought about the dark Knight too. Um, but I think when I first moved here a few years ago, right near where I worked, literally a couple blocks away, they were filming a scene for a movie and I never saw that movie. And I heard it's pretty good. Some people really like it. And I like this director a lot. I never saw Widows. And that's a Chicago-ass movie. Steve McQueen. Nice. Steve McQueen's Widows. Nice. That is my yeah. choice for the Chicago pick. Uh, I could have done Untouchables. Just, uh, it's the Chicago way. But I got... I, sure. It's my story of Chicago. Widows is in there. So I think that's going to be my pick. Okay. And I, I've actually never seen it either. I, I, and I, I, I am a fan of Steve McQueen uh, director work. So I, I've never seen it. So I'm kind of, yeah. isn't it based off a comic book? I, I, I know, know nothing about this. I have oh, no I, idea I what we're talking is, about. I think it's so based it's a... off a DC comic book. I, I think, I, I don't know, but I guess we'll find out. Um, cool. Sounds All righty. Awesome. So the, the city theme. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought this was a watching, good one. I, I was proud uh, when I came up with this. This is, one. this is interesting. No, this, especially like, wow, I've got a, I've got a lot of choices. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm very, gonna, I'm honestly, gonna... you guys have a bigger, yeah. have an advantage over me. I think, I think and, uh, and, LA and New York are, are bigger swaths of films than uh i've got and, john and, hughes and chicago and stuff like that but yeah, yeah and just and, to throw the white elephant out of the room i'm gonna say no escape from la that's not happening ever again in my life for me to watch <laughs> it so not that yeah but well, we could guys... i could just pick escape from new york and we'll we'll get the gist of it yeah. you know well it's the exact yeah, same fucking don't... movie so <laughs> do, do you are you doing for new york or are you doing for denver i'm Russell's new york new york I'm doing and new york. you're la uh, uh, Denver, okay. I've got what? Like things to do in Denver when you're dead? I, we couldn't do Denver. Dead, There's know, just not enough. Um, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Russell, like I said, on the first iteration of this podcast, in the first iteration of this podcast, Russell was the New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Now I'm the Chicagoan and Chris has always been the LA guy. So yeah, this would be interesting because I, 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 there's so, I mean, like I'd want to pick a movie that like kind of not just highlights the city, but like, I feel like is about this. I'll have to, I'll have to really think about that, but that's Russell, a ponderous, you're going to have theme. extra time to think about it. I know it. I know it because it is the holiday season, ladies and gentlemen. And here on the movie trap, we love to partake in our eggnog and in our uh, holiday sweaters and uh, cookies and Santa and burning down the Christmas that. tree. The classic. That's right. That's right. That's that's classic. So uh, we are doing our annual holiday, and we thought it'd be fun. Last time we didn't rope you guys in. To, uh, we didn't rope the audience in onto what was happening behind the scenes. So this is a good chance for you guys to peek at around the curtain of what happened last time when we watched Christmas Vacation. So essentially, each one of us has picked two movies. Uh, and Zach has wrote them down and we are going to roll a six sided dice and whatever that dice lands on, uh, that's the movie we're going to watch for you, uh, that will be released on boxing day. And to establish Um, some ground rules, if two people picked the same movie, we just allowed it to have two slots. So good that that you mentioned that because Zach, why don't you go ahead and and read them the list? (laughs) Uh, We did it in alphabetical order. So picks, picks number one and two were, uh, Chris Boreff's picks and they were, Number one, Eyes Wide Shut. And number two, Black Christmas 1974. Then Russell uh, got his picks for three and four, the next alphabetically. And he picked Gremlins, classic, as well as 
Black Christmas in 1974. So we got two Black Christmases. Now, then it was my turn. Uh, and I just got a little kitten that we're naming Guillermo slash Gizmo, which is partially a reference to what we do in the shadows, but it's also partially a reference to one of my picks, Gremlins. Uh, and then for my backup pick, uh, one of my favorite slashers I haven't seen in a long time, Black Christmas 1974. <laughs> so, I will now roll. If eyes wide shut, eyes wide shot, I'm going to laugh. My I'm going to scream if we get eyes wide shut. I am going <laughs> to so scream. Eyes wide shut. Black Christmas. Gremlins. Black Christmas. Gremlins. Black Christmas. That's mm -hmm. the lineup. I'm rolling the dice. Mm -hmm. Will it be one? One would be black. Oh, eyes wide shut. It's not eyes wide shut. It's Gremlins. Okay. Well, we tried Borif. That's we okay. really did. I mean, uh, ladies there and gentlemen, is one of the reason why we kind of stack the deck is that uh, it not only is it one of Zach's favorite, but Chris has never seen Black Christmas, which again, it's it's a it, my mouth is a gape every time I remember I that fact. So we tried to stack the deck a little bit to try to force him to watch. I it, wanted but, Black. Uh, I was pushing for Black Christmas. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're, I'm fine with Gremlins. Gremlins is a, a classic movie and a lot darker than you think. Um, you know, it's, maybe it's maybe maybe yeah. we'll maybe we'll do Black Christmas like we did. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life, where we did it in the middle yeah, of right. fucking right. July. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure well, there'll be we're nothing but consistent here on the movie trap mm -hmm. um cool all right guys well uh it's nice that uh we all maintained our our figures you know i mean i i'm surprised because so much has happened between the last episode of this one that uh, uh -huh. i even was able to to recall anything sure. it's just amazing yeah. um, delay several anyway. times uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah there was I a murder it, it yeah. was a whole thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> all right gents well this has been fun and uh we look forward to having joining you us all for next time uh which will be our holiday gift to you and then Gremlins we will go right yep. back into the grindstone with uh zach's theme of city movies starting and be watching 2022 out with widows indeed yeah. Alrighty, kids well it has been fun my name has been russell carlson i have been joined by chris boroff take it easy everybody and I've also been joined by Zach Powers. Uh, I'm John Candy living in Jamaica. Hey. I'm surprised nobody <laughs> tried to sing the little jingle, you know, Jamaica's got a bobsled team. No, anyway. No Jamaican, uh, no Jamaican yeah, accents. No, yeah, no, whatever. <laughs> um, anyway. I would have accepted a, a, a one little mon. That's the best we can do. Yeah, right. That's mm -hmm. yeah, that, that's and, and that's all I'm ever gonna muster up. All right, guys. It's been fun. And always remember, Diane Ladd is too young to play Chevy Chase's mom. You heard it here. Yep. We could see history in the making. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's bobsled time. <laughs>